Kid Life podcast. a child. I always thought that lakes, especially lakes next to a forest or a mountain, were magical. And to be honest, I still kind of do. This is probably, well, most definitely, because almost every Sunday, my dad used to take me, my brother, and my mother to this lake park thing. We just used to call it the lake. It was my dad's way of trying to get me to do some exercise. But I always moaned and complained. I was too lazy and stubborn to go willingly. Even now, it's not the most exciting prospect. But when I actually got there and walked the whole route, my imagination would go absolutely wild. See, there wasn't just a lake. There was these two little buildings which I thought were castles, and this massive forest with loads of fallen down trees, and I'd always imagined there were mermaids in the lake, with fairies and elves in the forest. I imagined a prince living in the castle, even thought that maybe King Arthur had been there, and this is where he found Excalibur. I don't really like going there now, not just because I'm lazy, but it's changed. All the trees have been cut down. It just doesn't feel the same with them gone. It looks barren. And those buildings that I thought were castles don't really look like castles anymore. Grown up in Wales was interesting. You're always aware you're in this small little country with a small little culture, but a very proud one. There's a lot of politics over the Welsh language these days, especially when it comes to schools. And coming from a family that was somewhat anglicised, with my dad being English and my mum not knowing hardly any Welsh at all, going to a Welsh language school was awkward. I did eventually go to an English school, but the favouritism for the people who spoke Welsh was still very much there, right up until sixth form. And I resented the people who was praised for knowing Welsh and seen as good examples to other people, even when they were actually terrible at everything else. In recent years though, now that I've left school, gone to art college and now study in England, I felt a need to research old Welsh stories and myths and legends, probably as a way to reconnect my culture. This is why the podcast is called the Hiraith Podcast, which is the Welsh word for longing, desire, loneliness, and homesickness, and anything to do with that really, which kind of encapsulates my feelings somewhat towards Wales, and also the reasoning behind this podcast. I want to show the world all these beautiful myths and legends that were never taught 
ever. For this first episode, the myth I will be looking at is the Lady of the Lake, or the Bride of Llinovan Bach. I've chosen this story as not only does it relate back to my own childhood memories of lakes, but I also think it gives us a deeper insight into Wales' own cultural history and some of the moral viewpoints it has taken all these years. So, without further ado, let's begin with the story. The legend goes that in the 12th century there lived a widow who owned a farm in Llanterson. The farm was not big and her cattle would often graze on extra pasture on the nearby mountains. The widow had one son, Gwyn, who looked after the cattle. The animals would often wander into the Black Mountains, particularly near the edge of a certain lake called Llyn of Anvach. One day, to his astonishment, he found a beautiful woman, a lady, on top of the lake, combing her long, dark, curly hair. She was short, womanly, and olive-skinned. Gwyn was so bewildered by her beauty that he couldn't say a word. The only thing he could do to show his admiration was to hand her a piece of bread his mother had left him for his tea. The maiden, however, rejected the bread. Hard me, hard me, bread, bread. It is not so easy to catch me. She quickly dived back under the lake and out of sight of the young man. In this brief meeting, Gwyn had fallen deeply in love with the Lady of the Lake and went home to his mother in search for help to win over his lady love. He told her of how the lady had rejected his bread. Do not be sad, said the mother. Go to the lake again tomorrow and bring some uncut dough. See if she refuses it again. The next morning, went to the mountain again, with uncooked dough in hand. By the edge of the lake, he waited. He sat there for hours and hours, waiting for his maiden. But then he saw that the cattle on the other side of the lake were wandering too near the water. So he ran to them. And there, to his surprise and delight, was the lady, beautiful as always. He handed her the dough, hoping to win her affection. He was even able to tell her of his love and affection, and offered his heart to her. But alas, the maiden rejected his bread once again. Unbaked is thy bread, I will not have thee. But this time, before the lady disappeared into the water, she smiled at the young man, only encouraged him to pursue her more. Hearing of his failure, his mother made one last suggestion. She told him that for his third attempt, he should bring some slightly break bread. Early the next morning, Wynn set off to the lake with his bread. All day he waited for the lady. The sun shone, the rain fell, and the cattle strayed. But no sign of the lady. Just as he was about to give up all hope, 
he saw the lady appear from the water. He rushed over to her and offered his bread, to which she accepted. After agreeing to be his wife, she suddenly jumped back into water, much to the young man's confusion. But then, from the lake, arose an old man and his two daughters. Do not be disturbed, said the old man. I understand you wish to marry one of my daughters. You shall do this, provided you can tell me which of the two is she. Initially, Gwyn was bewildered. His sisters looked identical. Same hair, same eyes, same height, same everything. But he also remembered that the lady always tied her sandals in a unique fashion. He looked at the two sisters and saw only one had tied their sandals in such the same fashion. He knew she was the sister he wanted to marry. You have chosen correctly. You shall marry her, and I will give you more cattle and sheep and pigs and chickens that you can count, but under one condition. If you hit my daughter three times, she will leave you and you will never see her again. Wynne agreed immediately, knowing that he'd never want to harm his lady love, at least intentionally. The couple soon married and went to live on a farm in Midvai. They lived happily there for many years. Wynne had never hit his wife, never even thought about doing so. But one day, the couple were about to go to a christening and the lady was not very willing to go. It's too far to walk, she protested. Let's use some of the horses. But I've left my gloves in the house. I'll go get them, said the husband. He ran to the house and got the gloves and then playfully tapped his wife on the shoulder. Alas, she cried, you have given me your first blow without cause. Please be more careful in the future. The husband was initially shocked by this, but shrugged it off, knowing he'd never do it again. But when the couple were at our wedding, despite the festive atmosphere, the wife was crying. And her husband touched her shoulder to see what's the matter. She turned around and cried to him, We are about to enter a time of trouble, for you have unwittingly struck your second blow, and there is only one blow left. Please be careful. Though Gwyn and his lady were initially deeply distressed by this, they soon forgot about it, as many years together soon came by. But once again, the couple were at a ceremony, but this time, funeral. At the funeral, the lady was laughing. <laughs> laughing out loud, very inappropriately. Her husband, shocked and embarrassed by this outburst, touched her shoulder, telling her to stop. The lady turned around and said, I laugh because that have passed no longer have trouble, but the trouble has only started for us, as you have struck your final blow and I must leave. The lady walked out of the funeral and walked towards the lake where they had originally met. 
she began slowly back into the water and took all the livestock given to her and her husband with her. She and the livestock disappeared beneath the water, leaving no trace of themselves behind. Not much is known of what happened to Gwyn, only that he was left heartbroken for years. But apparently, from time to time, the Lady of Llena von Vach would reappear from the lake, but only to visit her sons and teach them the ways of her people. Later on in life, the sons would become great physicians, based on the knowledge their mother had taught them. It's safe to say the Lady of the Lake, or Llena van Vach, is quite a unique tale, but admittedly, it goes a bit all over the place. Like with the whole bread thing, and the dad, and all the ceremonies, and their sons being physicians at the end. It's a bit of everything, really. Which, to be frank, is to be expected of legends and myths. Because it's just a game of cultural Chinese whispers. They get passed down from generation to generation, with things added on to it. Some people to this day say they can still sometimes see the Lady of the Lake just hanging around there. It's very likely that it's not true. I don't think that really matters. Because I think that by Welsh people holding on to these Welsh myths and keeping them alive is our way of reclaiming our culture. So that is all from me, Bobby Wilgress. And thank you for listening to the Hair Life Podcast. Until next time.